Okay, cool. All right, let's do this. <laughs> Please leave that in. That was so iconic. All right, everyone, we're recording? I can't stop thinking about her. I love her. I knew it the moment I saw you. My everything. Plus, she's, she's hot. We are recording. Elise is a bit hungover. Little baby. Little bit. I'm tired from um, after party. It was the last show last night. Joyous. But let's do a bunch of recaps. We've got a lot to get through. There were three episodes because last week there was Socceroos. So they like doubled up this week. And I'm like, again, we know how I feel about the episodes. We know how I feel. We start off with Wednesday's episode and Holly gets a second single date. I love her. She's super cute. She's super lovely. She's like calming energy for Brooke I feel you know so she had a second single date which is the f- it's, she's the first person to get a second single date so like that's a big deal in Bachelor World at least just for reference it's a big fucking deal because it means like oh my god huge you're definitely hometown so you get a second single date hometowns unless you fuck it up did you get a second single date I did I was the last single date before hometown so I thought you? I know the whole time I was crying actually before my second single date so usually what happens is the night before they'll be like, okay, Abby, you have a single date tomorrow. This is your wardrobe requirements, like togs, outfit, then a nice dress or whatever. But they didn't say that. They said we had another. So we had a group date and they said, you've got another group date tomorrow. And I was like, oh, my God. And everyone else there had had two single dates. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going home. I spent the whole night. It was um, spray tan day. I spent the whole night on the couch, on the cream couches with my spray tan, sobbing. So much that my tan ran down my, like, my titties just had tear marks. Like, it was literally, and Eleanor came out, and she was like, babe. Because I was like this. <laughs> really like him. And and then um, Matt arrived. Oh, no, to the point where I was crying so much the next morning even still. I was like, I don't want to go out there to my producer, Charlotte. I was like, Charlotte, I don't, I don't want to go out there. Like, I know it's going to be a group date. It's fucking ridiculous. He doesn't like me. Just send me home right now. Like, psycho. Not well. Not well. Sobbing. She's like, Abby, just come outside. Because obviously she knew that it was my thing. She's like, just, you know, things change every couple of minutes in here. And I loved Charlotte. She was so, she's like, babe, you know? And I was like, no, I really don't want to do this anymore. Don't make me out. Like, don't worry. And she was like, just, you just please come outside. Come outside. And Matt's like, in his truck, he's like, Abby. I'm like, fuck you. You fucking... I actually had never told him that. I probably should tell him that that pain that I felt. Matt Agnew, I'll send you the link to this. Because now, everyone, side note, yes, we are friends. Jesus fucking Christ. The articles being like, are they back together? You know, guys, we know each other very well. We love Matt Agnew. We always have, right? Elise is just yeah, nodding. I'm just nodding. He's, yeah, he just seems like a nice kind of guy. He's a nice guy. We love him. We went through some things together, you know. You're trauma bonded. We're trauma bonded and he's fucking wonderful. He's smart and beautiful, um, but we are not dating, just so everyone's clear. You can follow someone on Instagram without dating them. What? I thought we were in a relationship. I know. I, I know. <laughs> I thought. I was going to come and ruin your wedding. I object. I was she- I was hoping you would. <laughs> One of the cinematic experience. <laughs> she follows me on Instagram. And we also have a podcast once a week together. <laughs> My true love. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so vulnerable today. Oh, Elise is very hungover. Before we started, she said, um, I'm 90% lime juice yep. and 10% vodka. Mm. And your skin My tastes skin like salt. salt. I'm a human margarita at this point. <laughs> I just... 
I fundamentally cannot. Uh, I love it. I'm here for the ride. <laughs> and I'm happy you're here. You get to hear about Bachelorette. So, Brooke says today has a little personal meaning and there is a woman uh, who is weaving fibres um, and she's got fibres from Brooke and Holly's country. So, they're weaving their lives together in these love bracelets, which is really sweet. And there are stones to weave into the bracelets. Like, there's a love stone, for example. And it's really cute. They're, like, really sweet. Also, I love these dates where it's not like, let's go on a plane. It's like, let's, like, sit down and, like, talk to each other. I think that's, like, the best. And, you know, it would have taken a long time to weave as well. So, they had a lot of time together. <laughs> like, you know. You know there's dedication. It's it's, you know, it's a whole day together. We love it for them. And then Brooke speaks about how she, about broadening her connection to country and she feel like she didn't get to explore her identity early in her life with her sexuality, but also with her uh, First Nations identity um, and how important this is to her and, you know, how she's uh, really dedicated to, to country and her culture, which we love and we know. But it's nice to, it's so nice to have these little things throughout the series because, like, I learned about weaving from this Episode. It's also so nice that it's happening in pri- on primetime Australian television. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. We're experiencing a moment. We love it. We love the moment. Um, and then Brooke is like, uh, they just talk about how they're feeling, blah, 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 blah. I mean, <clears throat> it's cute, but is it interesting? No. That's why they put people in planes for dates. Yeah, because it's cute, Looks but we've great. heard it. Yeah. You know, we've heard it. It's really sweet. Also, but let's all remember, I hate anyone being joyous on these shows. <laughs> Because I'm like, cool, you like each other. Next. Give me some drama. There's yet to be a glass smash. And I'm like, it feels like it's not going to happen. We're so close to the end, Elise. I want wine tipped on someone's dress. I want someone to throw a red... I want Martha in there. Yeah. Get Martha from Channel 9. Get her into 10. Smash a glass. Throw something. I love you, Martha. You bring the content. Um... She's real talent, as they say, Truly. in the industry. God, she's good talent. Um, so Holly asks Brooke, which is so bold, can you see a future with me? Hot and bold. We love that. Brooke's like, yes, absolutely. Like, we have a really strong foundation. It's really wonderful. But Holly's in Sydney and she said she would move to Melbourne. Keep this in mind for later on. She's like, I moved to Melbourne for a change, but also for safety because she has friends in Melbourne, but like in Sydney, I don't think she's as many friends. They're fine. It's fine. They get a rose and a kiss. Group date time, it's the kid date. It's the kid date. We didn't get a kid date in our series, which annoys me because everyone said that I didn't want kids the whole time, but I'm really good with kids, question mark. Actually, you know what? I am. My friend's daughter calls me the girl with soft skin. So cute. It's actually what I call you. <laughs> Telling everyone I'm five years old and I'm your friend's daughter. Isn't that gorgeous? Because we had so much fun that day. Princess Abby. Call me. Bless her. Princess with the soft skin. Anyway, kid date. Brooke's like, I'm so, so I'm so sorry. Brooke's like, I'm so <laughs> Brooke's like, I'm so excited to have kids. I really want like she wants two kids biologically, one or two kids biologically, and then maybe adopt or foster another one. So she's loving it. They do these cute little like challenges, like an egg and spoon race, which is iconic. They're in teams. They also do what's it fucking called? Oh, there's a puzzle, which is cute. And there's also like them going into like the what's it called? Steal the treasure. Where you have a everyone has like four footies, like teams, and then you have to run and steal the treasure, right? So all everyone's being really supportive and cute with the kids. There's three children. 
we like them, I guess. Um, they're the main characters. Um, but again, kids, smash a sippy cup. Do something. Give me something. Uh, <laughs> It's my treasure. Um, well, Millie actually almost, she almost did have a tanty. So Millie's was the person who got the single date last time and she's like super competitive and Kurt's like, babe, it isn't a World Cup final. Like he's like, what the fuck? And the point of the date also wasn't to win. The point of the date was to just like interact with kids. Like it wasn't a game to be, to win to get time with Brooke. It was like, let's play games with these kids and see how you interact and whoever I like the most will get extra time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, see, I'm a sadist and I would absolutely try and beat the children. <laughs> just be like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you some tough life lessons, homie. Life well, isn't about being fair. It isn't. It's about, <laughs> it's about being beaten by an adult Says the human margarita. Sorry, go on. Um, yeah, it, it isn't. It isn't, is it? It's just, it's, I mean, I would be probably, I don't think I'd really care about the kids being beaten. I think I'd try to encourage them from the sidelines, you know, just be more support. Good work, Soft darling. vibes, got it. Yes, yeah. good work, darling. You're yeah. doing such a good job. Beautiful little thing. Um, oh, come on, possum. You know, that would be me. Oh, God, you're good. Yeah, just no. get it. No? I'm just like, get out of the way, Callum! <laughs> Callum! Fuck's sake! There's a point where Millie is lying over all the balls with her arms around it, like in child's pose. And Jacob's trying to get the balls when she's like, no, no. Like, I'm like, it's a bit funny. <laughs> I mean, it is funny. And I guess it is a harsh life lesson they have to learn. But Jesus Christ. And then the kids choose who gets extra time. And they choose Kurt. Our beautiful Kurt. Bless him. The one that burped in Brooke's face when they went to kiss. And they have the extra time. And he says he's just come from time in Central Australia. He used to be a swimmer. I don't really know what he is for work. I'm not going to lie. I'm sure it's been mentioned. But am I listening? No. Um, because you know what? Details. She's not listening. She's watching. I'm watching. I'm watching. And I'm paying attention to, you know, their kisses and how much fun they're having. So he's like, I want to figure out what I want to accomplish, what I want to do. And he, But he wants kids and he wants marriage, which is cute. And he's sweet. He gets a rose and a kiss. Moving on. Uh, cocktail party time. There's a date card that comes into the cocktail party. Conrad's like, ooh. Oh, my God. Like, when did he become the narrator? It's so weird. I think because his time is running out today. <laughs> Um, the date card says, like, the person who's going to get the last single date will be chosen during this cocky party. So, like, bring out the big guns. And for some reason, it's like the red carpet all over again. Everyone has a gimmick. So, for example, Luca has a quote-unquote romantic adventure box. So, he's got little mementos in the box. So, for example, on the date that went in a plane and he's got a little plane and has a photo of them and he's like, we can fill it with memories and photos and we can write down all the things we want to do together. Let's call this the please take me to hometowns box. Yes, much more creative. Yeah. That would actually have been funny. I prefer transparency yeah, at this point of the show. Absolutely. Then Millie organised some sangria because I think she said she's Spanish. There was a lot happening as well. It was like, and then Millie did this and then Jamie Lee did this. Jamie Lee puts her on a literal pedestal and then talks to her and says, you will always be on a pedestal to me, which I would get the ick. Brooke likes it, you know. It's Brooke. If, if Brooke likes it, then it's fine, you know what I mean? But, like, mm. and I think Jamie Lee knows her well enough at this point to know that she would like it. And then Will gets Brooke a ring. Who is Will? The man with the moustache. I know that for a, for a fact. He wore a purple wig last week. Not sure if I've heard him speak yet. And he got her a ring, which is cute. I think he was trying. And then Flowers get delivered while 
Brooke is talking to Will and it's from a secret admirer. It's like, come find me. They're from David. Then Conrad tells Brooke that he's got strong feelings for her. So he gets her a necklace and it's like a little rose necklace. It's cute. And he's like, you know, you give everyone roses and this is my rose to you. I have one rose to give and it's for you. Cute. I love a jewellery purchase. Anyway, then she's walking over. She's got the date card and the rose. She walks over and chooses David. Conrad, heartbroken on the screen, upset. And then it's a rose ceremony and Will and Luca go home. Romantic Adventure Box is burnt on the driveway. So, group date time. And they're all exploring who they think Brooke is via art. Now, your personal favourite. Exactly. So, this is the thing. This is the thing, everyone. I don't know why they keep doing this date because... Because you did it so well. Like, yeah. it was done. No. You, and it, you did it the best. No, and this is the thing, isn't it? And I get that it's a different take. We had Art Simone on our date, which icon, um, and we were drawing in a drag queen, which I think I did pretty well. Actually, I know I did. And it's just hard when people try to, you know, they say imitation is the highest form of flattery, but it's like none of you will ever compete with my painting. And it makes me uncomfortable to say the least, but I get it. You know, it's different. It's a different theme. I just thought I'd point that out. Kurt reckons he sucks at art. He's like, oh, I've done art since like year seven, like fuck. And I'm like, same babe, but look how far I've come with my art skills. Look how I've made a career being an artist, doing TikTok time lapses, just drawing, drawing, shading. That's all I do. No one starts these things at Picasso. No. You know? Picasso no. had to learn his skills. Abby exactly. had to learn her skills. Exactly. Let it flow, Kurt. So then Brooke is naked. Well, she's not naked naked. She has a cheat over her and everyone's kind of acting like she's actually naked but like I'm pretty sure she has like a nude scene with Undy on I mean you can see her back and she looks also sad she looks so beautiful she's got extensions and I think or like her hair is just done really well her makeup is like really natural makeup hair middle part waved and she's sitting like back to them with this red um like I want to say curtain on her draped draped hot but then I just want to point out that my favorite person on the Bachelor franchise ever, ever, ever is there. It's Helen Dowsley, the makeup artist. Just, you know, my favourite. I love Helen. We love Helen. I Helen at your housewarming and I'm just like, this woman is the coolest fucking woman in the world. Helen was my mum in the house. She was my only reliable friend because <laughs> she wasn't a producer and she wasn't you know, competing for Matt's heart and she loved Matt Nine. She's just she's just the best person. The amount of times I cried to that woman before makeup, she would make me feel so happy. She's the one that encouraged me to tell him that I had my feelings for him, you know, she's just the most beautiful woman. Anyway, her she has a line. She goes, You right, Brookie? And I'm like, I just was like because she was cold, I think, or she was nervous about being naked. And I just love Helen more than anything on the planet. If you ever want to know more about what people are wearing on the show or what their looks are, follow Helen Dowsley on Instagram because yes. she always for every episode she always posts all of the people who went into making those outfits, like the hair and makeup and who was the stylist and da 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 and tags everyone. I I'm always just like, Where did that outfit come from? Yes. Helen is like, she's on it. She's got all the shit. Shout out Helen, follow her on Instagram. I love Shout her. out Helen. And then also Helen has side note, I was just loving Helen. It's a Helen fest. Also Side note, Helen um, has her own lash brand. And Helen literally is the best makeup artist I've ever had my makeup done by. I've had some amazing ones, obviously, on After Party. Mary, 
love you. But Halsey just, you know, is fucking incredible. And she has her own lash brand. So if you need new lashes, I'm telling you, go to Helen. And also, she's literally the most amazing woman. Everyone in the industry, obsessed. You mentioned Helen Dowsley. They're like, yep, obsessed. Helen did my finale makeup, just for everyone. Oh, that was amazing. Do you know what I mean? Yep. I've, and my hair. Vibes. She told me to blow dry my hair, but I did not. And then she had to blow dry it and do my makeup and all this shit at two in the morning in um, Johannesburg. So she's just, we love you, Helsey, if you're listening. I'll see you on Wednesday next week, you know, my makeup or something. Because every time I have anything, I'm like, Helen. But it's never worked out because she's so busy. She's hot property. And finally, I've got her. I've nabbed her. And she's made Brooke look, I mean, Brooke is already beautiful. beautiful. But like, loving the makeup on this season, just side note. Just beautiful. Very um, natural because Brooke's so gorgeous. Brooke's eyes are so gorgeous. And it's just very like, Easy, breezy, beautiful cover girl. And so is Brooke when she's a live model. Good segue. She's just fucking hot. And she explained, she's like, I don't want this to be about sexualizing a woman's body. Whenever a woman is naked, it's over-sexualized. I want this to be about you seeing me and all my scars and my skin and how hot I am. That was a joke, by the way. No one be like, he's sexualizing her. And she's like, I want you to draw what you see with your heart, not your eyes. Good line. Kurt. <laughs> Kurt is so iconic. He's like, I've got big ideas. <laughs> and he's like, he asks everyone, he goes, how do I make the colour grey? And Millie just goes, black and white. <laughs> like the uh, the vulnerability and honesty of such a silly question. He's like, I generally don't know. I'm quite interested to know. Yeah, Could someone and- please give me that information? Well, then in his IV, he goes, um, yeah, I don't really know about like when you add colours together and what they make. Like I've written down, he doesn't know colour theory, but he also definitely didn't say colour theory. He's like, I don't really know. I, um, yeah. Uh, what does green and red make? Yellow? Green and red. Green and red make brown? Yeah. I was like, what do green and red make? No, he's like, yellow? In his IV. Yellow's a, yellow's a primary colour. So it was red and blue. We mix those together to make different colours. You know? RGB. Wait, green, jeez. Uh, what? BA. It's not RGB. Are you thinking of Ruth Bader Ginsburg? I think. <laughs> Fuck me, le- me lecturing, me lecturing Kurt and then yeah, being like. You fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hold on. The Wait, hold on. Edit all this out, Elise. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, so he's like, yeah, yellow. Anyway, silly little Kurt, not knowing colours. And after they have to sit down and show Brooke. Their paintings while everyone else watches having a glass of wine, a classic Bachelor move, and it makes everyone panic. It's fucking awful. It is literally hell. And when you're in top six, you're like, holy shit, we did this for our top six. We had to hug Matt and look into his eyes and then read him a letter. And uh, the letter wasn't on camera with the girls, but the hugging and the looking in his eyes when it was so uncomfortable. Like, you're like, holy shit, they... They have a connection with someone that isn't me. What the fuck is going on? I thought we were I thought we were special, you know? Anyway, Holly is first. They're all watching via screen and Holly does this um painting of Brooke and she's a really warm person and confident and passionate, which is true, and she's just like done really warm colours, like flaming hair. Just really beautiful. It's really nice. Brooke says to Holly, I feel really safe with you. And everyone's like, shit. Because they're all watching and they're like, oh fuck, that's hard to hear. David's next and he says when Brooke walks into a room it turns from grey to colour which is cheesy but I do like it's quite cute because half of the painting's grey and the half is colour 
That guy had figured out how to make grey. <laughs> Black and white. Should have been asking him. Although, unless maybe he didn't know until Kurt asked. Or maybe he got Kurt to ask. He was like, Wait. that's a great idea. Oh, uh, <laughs> Black and white? It's so disgusting. And then Kurt says he does something I don't understand. He's like, you're strong and resilient. Anyway. And then it's Conrad's turn. And he says he's drawn like a tree with like... So he says that the tree is wisdom and knowledge and that she's grounded so the roots are strong in the tree. And then he has love hearts on the tree and he says the tree's fruit is your heart. I don't understand. (laughs) I can see what he's going for, but the execution feels off. You know what? I think if you watched it, he explains it better than me taking notes at six this morning. She starts crying. So obviously I've missed something here in my recap. He like cuddles her in. It's really sweet. And he's like, I listened to you. I know you want three kids. You want two that are biological and one adopted or fostered. And he's got three kids and he's got, he's a sunflower for your daughter, Sienna. I don't know if they've spoken about what name she wants. Um, And then he's like, and your son is a turtle because your totem's a turtle. And then she's like, oh, you remembered. And then he's put a little star as the adopted kid because he's like, because any kid that you adopt and that is in your life will really accept sell under your wing or something like that and then they'll become the star that they're meant to be through your guidance or something she's crying and this this was like the cutest moment not even like the talking he then she's crying and then he wipes her tears with his sleeve he's like do you need more sleeve because she was like pouring he's like helen is probably like can you stop fucking fudging her foundation yeah hell's he's like fuck me yeah it's waterproof yeah stop no hell's get that setting spray out babes but to be fair her makeup didn't run so i don't know if helen's touching up every two minutes in between each tear or what's going on but we know helen's the best in the biz so i know she did it right but so then it's really emotions like do 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 and then it cuts everyone they're like she's like and everyone's watching it everyone's like fuck david's like yeah i think there's gonna be five of us getting our heart broken here because like she's crying about conrad incorrect (laughs) david nothing to worry about and then conrad gets extra time everyone's like fucking hell now i'd like to tell you all the story about uh, my bachelor experience when we had our top six date when we watched each other on the screens. It fucked with us. So Ellie got the extra time and we honestly thought she'd won. We got into the car, the van to go home because she was staying at the venue with Matt and five of us got into the car and we were all like crying and we were like, we should all just leave. Like we were, we were organizing a coup. We were like, we were like, honestly, they can't stop us from leaving. If we all just leave, we can end the show now because he obviously chose an Ellie. He obviously doesn't like any of us. Like, what's the point of us being here? He's obsessed with her. This is fucked. And we're all just getting deeper and deeper in. We were going to, we literally got home. We're like, should we all just leave? Like, should we have a coup to leave? We didn't. And then she went home the next week. So, I mean, it was like, it fucks you up. I can't imagine it would totally fuck you up. Mm. It's the stuff that you you think someone is doing when you're going when you're dating them. Yes, you know, it's like having a bad IRL. dream. Absolutely, and then you're like, oh shit. When I'm with him, I think that it's great. Or when I'm with her, when I'm with her, I think that it's great. But I'm literally being shown that he has that same thing with someone else. With five other people. Oh, I would be sick. Disgusting. Anyway, Brooke's like, I really like you. And he's like, I really like you too. And then he says, I'm only ever with someone if I see a real future with them. Because he's had really long-term relationships in the past. Cute. And then he's like, do you see a future with me? And she's like, yeah, I can. But what would our future look like? Oh. It doesn't go good. It doesn't go well at all. It's so bad. So he's like, yeah, I left my job before I came into the mansion. And he's like, carpentry wasn't really fulfilling me. Like, it just is a bit bleh. And he's like, I want to chase stuff that has more meaning because I don't have a mortgage or kids. So I want to work out what I actually want to do to make me happy before I have a mortgage or kids and things tie me down. 
Which makes sense. And Brooke's like, yeah, that's cool, but, like, I'm really logical and I need to picture what our future will look like. Like, what what do you mean, like, you're going to... And he's like, I just want to, you know, make myself happy and have fulfillment. That's great. And it's like, you know, he's like, I don't dream of labour. He's like, I just want to be happy. And that's wonderful. But Brooke is like, I'm a Capricorn. This is why Capricorn Gemini's don't work. Um, I've been Capricorns before and they're just like, I'm, I'm like, Bleh! and they're like, but, like, where's the logic? And I'm like, I'm not sure. Room's messy, fucking running around, being late to everything, you know? So I understand. And he's like, yeah, material. And he's like, material things won't bring me happiness, which is true. But it's also like, babe, you do also need to like, like, eat. Like, it's like, yeah, it won't bring you happiness. But like, there's like a plateau, right? Like, you have to get to a certain point of like, livability. Yeah, a vibe will not uh, give you sustenance. Yeah. One cannot eat a vibe. Yeah, you can't. And also rent in Byron Bay is really expensive. So, like, if you want the maximum vibes, have to be in Byron. How are you going to pay for it? He's like, my main goal is to find fulfillment. And she's like, doing what? What exactly? And he's silent. She's like, surely you must know. Like, surely you must know something. You're 31. And he's like, nah. I don't know. He's like, I just want to make other people happy. And she's like, he's really free-spirited, but, like, what's he going to do? She's like, I love that he's free-spirited and he's, like, really lovely. I have feelings for him, but, like, what's he going to do for a job? Which is so reasonable. Like, she's like, that's great. I really like you, but, like, what's the deal with work? And she's like, I need stability because, like, her, like, life, she just wanted stability and consistency and also Capricorn. So it's like... And it's fair. I feel like... And Twitter just, like, whoosh, like, went off. It was, like, it's so divided. It was, like wanting happiness is more important than wanting money and then it's like oh no but like she you know he's like every guy that just tells you that he has a plan and he doesn't actually i think it's up to brooke it doesn't have anything about like his like moral compass like if he's a fucking it's not like he's like a loser it's just like does she want to be with someone who's figuring himself out in that way and i think that's fair for her to to not want that anyway single date time it's Darv's single date they're making wine now did you see my season when I made foot juice? The old foot juice. The old dates. foot juice. Again, bring actually this episode. It's interesting, isn't it? You know, and foot juice again. But we, I, we didn't even get to have wine. We stomped like oranges. It's my nightmare. It's my absolute nightmare. And I lived it. And I got. I had to pause. I thought, oh my god, bring me back foot juice vibes. Foot juice vibes. David's so cute. Like he's just like nice, and he's like it's so nice to spend some time with Brooke. And he's like, but they're like saying how gross it is. They're like, this is like not as hot as we thought it was going to be. Like, yeah, you could have asked me. You could have asked me, everyone. It's fucked. Ask my acne. It's not good. And he's like, yeah, I'd do anything to be around her, though, in his little IV, which is really cute. Brooke's like, classic stitch up. This wine, it doesn't work. <laughs> she's like, this can't be turned into wine. And then she's like, no, I just want to be close to him. And she goes, and maybe see his feet. Foot King Brooke Blurton. <laughs> Brooke Blurton. She's got a little thing for the phalanges. Oh, she Ooh. loves it. <sighs> Sorry, Elise. <laughs> and then you just cut to the intimacy. And I'm like, what? Do we need some explanation on that? Or why is she like, does she like feet? Or does she, or does she dislike feet and think if his feet are fucked? Which one is it? Or was it a, oh, if they have big feet, they're well endowed. So true, which is incorrect. I've heard research that's actually the nose. I've also heard this research. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. There we go. Please confirm, everyone. 
might do a might do a study. So it's intimacy time, uh, and uh, Brooke has some questions for David, and she's like. I don't want to ask this because I'm scared of the answers and I like you so much, but this is what I do all the time. Like I'll put off big questions because I like someone and I'll ignore it and then the incompatibilities there or like logistics don't work. And it's just very funny contrasting Conrad's answers because <laughs> she's like, um, are you in it for long term? He's like, yep, I'm not looking for a quick th- fling. And she's like, I haven't had someone consistent from birth. Uh, she hasn't had, you know, parents from birth. She's like everyone else, most people have, you know, at least someone in their life who loves them unconditionally from birth. But she's, you know, moved from home to home and not really had that. So she's looking for unconditional love. Um, and she's like, this is, I cried. She was like, I find it hard to like go on relationships because I'm always preparing that someone's going to tell me they don't love me enough or that they're leaving. <laughs> Poor little thing. And she's crying. She's like, it's choked up halfway through. Um, and Dav's like, I'm all in. And I haven't ever said that to him before. Like, I literally am all in. Random, like, haven't you said about someone you love them? Is all in more than loving someone? Maybe they're not allowed to say love. They are. In fact, it's encouraged, Elise. I feel like it's a soft core way of saying I love you. That's true. Like, I don't want to trap myself because I'm still competing with five other people, four Mm. other people. Mm. And I saw the way you looked at Conrad's painting. Exactly. (laughs) I saw the way you looked at my feet. My feet? You like them, don't you? My feet, don't you? <laughs> I'm all in with these toesies, baby. You gotta go right in that sock. <laughs> I've got those little toe, separate toe socks. Oh. <laughs> Slide them in for Christmas. Oh, toe socks. Toe socks. They're rainbow stripes. Rainbow stripes. You know, they kiss. Cocky party time. Jamie Lee is like, I'm super invested, but I'm realizing that two are going home tonight because hometown's around the corner. It's top six. Um, and then Conrad and Kurt are just sitting there. And this is what you do in the mansion. Like, I know if people, I watched it, I was like, people might think this is bitchy, but like, what you do in the mansion, because there's nothing else to fucking talk about, is you go through everyone. You're like, why wouldn't they work? Or like, what are their chances with the person? It's fucking human nature. So Conrad and Kurt are calling, they're like, look at that silver, <laughs> what do they call him? A silver-tongued devil about Darwin. Like, they're, like, kind of joking. They're like, look at that silver-tongued devil. He is, isn't he? He is. And then um, they're like, all right, Millie, lot in common, but she's 22. Age could be an issue. Like, Jamie Lee, it took three years. Why? Like, they're literally sitting there like they're fucking, like, they're Osher. Um, they're like, oh, who else is there? And, and he's like, oh, yeah, you and I. And Conrad's like, well, I think you're a pretty good bloke, mate. And Conrad's like, yeah, I think you're a stunner. It was really cute. And then Brooke then pulls Conrad aside to be like, oh, what's going on with this after time? I'm, I'm extra time. I'm a bit confused. And he's like, look, I want to clear stuff up. And she's like, what does our future look like? And Elise, it somehow gets worse. He's like, oh my God, I can't say it. He's like, we wake up and I wake up early. Like, I wake up really early, like, like five o'clock because tradey vibes. And I'd like get you coffee in the morning and like, we can like go for runs together and like walk the dog and like, which is beautiful. And he's describing this day, like it's like a day. And Brooke's like, is that on weekends or because like, it's just so funny. And he's like, well, like hopefully every day. And she's like, I have work, babe. She's like, I have things to do. Um, we live in a society. We live in a society. Um, and he's and she's like, yeah, but what are your goals? Like, I have after this, I have serious work to get back to, uh, like a lot of shit to do. And then it just, it just, it's, it's just like, 
I don't think he's understanding the question. I don't think he knows the answers to the question, which is fine. Is it fine for the bachelorette when there's five other people there? No, it's fine in real life. Because you're like, we can like see how we go. When she has to make decisions every fucking three days as to who she likes the least and who's good. And also, it's even like with these shows, there's a lot of pressure to be like, if if we break up post-show, it's another like mark on the franchise. So it's like it's like you want to choose the right person compatibility long-term wise. No matter how much you like them, you can like them in the experience. But in the real world, is it going to work if someone says, my future is waking up and eating coffee in the morning? You know what I mean? Yeah, particularly if I feel like Brooke is a very, she's a very driven person mm-hmm. as well. And not that sound like Conrad isn't a driven person, but he's also like, he does sound like, I just want to have vibes. I just want a vibe. Yeah. And, like- and Brooke's like, cool, I have X, Y, Z to get done. Mm-hmm. I need to know if you're going to be there to support me, if not financially, emotionally, but also like, what is your role in my life? Because I need to get rid of other people if you're the person I pick. Who are telling me their exact role and what oh. they want to do and how they're going to... Yeah. So stressful. It's really stressful. Um, And it, he's like, look, like, no one's perfect, but, like, I'm going to, like, I know, I don't even know what he said there, but she's like, I know no one's perfect, but I need someone perfect for me. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's like, yeah, I think there's kind of like, you know those triangles, like, pick two. <laughs> and it's like, career and, like, no, like, has, like, a life plan. Good at sex. Emotionally open. And it's like you get to choose two, usually, right? And if it's important for someone to be like have their career sort of, which for a lot of people it is, particularly women being um, conditioned to feel like you need to have a caretaker. And even though she is more than financially stable and can fucking handle herself, fucking more than he probably ever could, or like any like a lot of people ever could, um, it's still like that like mental thing of like, which is weird, don't you think? Yeah, totally. Which we need to decondition ourselves from. Exactly. But it's like, I think that's like a thing in, in you know, a lot of people's mind, unfortunately, which is um, bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fair that she feels away. And she's like, I had a chaotic childhood. And it's like, I understand why she just wants stability. Like, it, that would be fucking scary. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to recreate the environment where there was no stability. Cause no. Because I didn't like that. No, it wasn't good. And we need to have a plan of what's going to happen. And also Capricorn. Kurt and Millie go home. Tragic and time dance. Oh, and Kurt says when he leaves, when Kurt leaves, like, oh, we can get a coffee in the real world if you want. Oh, that's fair. Bless him. Hometowns. We're almost there. So up first is Conrad. Conrad with no vision. No vision for the future. Only visions for Saturday mornings. <laughs> Look, it's one day out of seven. It's one out of seven. We're a seventh. Actually, two, because he's got Saturday and Sunday. Exactly. Down pat. Up first is Conrad. They're meeting his mum, his dad, and his brother, Charlie, via Zoom, because Melbourne vibes during COVID. And his dad is just such an icon. Like, he's just, like, at the start, he's like, let me fix my hair. Like, in front, like, he's got this, like, long hair and a beard. And when they answer the Zoom call, he's like, oh, I didn't need my glasses. And he's like... And he's like, oh, sorry, da- oh, God. oh no, I won't worry about it. I'll just look like this. And he's like, he's literally a fucking icon. It's big Ariana Grande can't see vibes. Huge, <laughs> huge. It just, and it's like, you understand why Conrad's so lovely because his parents are so lovely and his brother are really lovely. And then Conrad leaves for them book to talk to Conrad's family. And he's like, all right, now he's gone. Can I ask you some questions? Do you mind? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, okay. Um, so... Do, do you do you obviously love my son a lot? Do you have feelings for my son? And do you think you want a relationship with Mr. Sensitive? Because <laughs> Comrade is a very sensitive soul. 
And Brooke's like, yeah, look, I have other people here. Obviously, she's already decided he's going home at this point. And then Comrade's dad starts crying and is like, I just love my son so much. He's like, I would do anything for my son and I love him so much. And he's been through so much, you know, in his life and in his relationships. And he just, I just want him to be happy. And I just don't want him to be hurt again because his last relationship, he put everything into it. And it just, it was not good for him. And he's full on crying. This is unheard of. Australian dad talking freely about his close relationship and love for his son. I know. He's like, I just, I love my son so much. And he, like that. This is why Comrade's so like sensitive because he's a beautiful dad and a beautiful mum. So like, what the fuck? Not going to lie. When you said his dad called him Mr. Sensitive, I thought he was negging him. <laughs> no, he was saying it like, he was saying it oh, in like a, cute. he was just saying he is, sen- he is sensitive. Like, he, and then also oh, he's crying. Oh my god, oh my god, this is actually fucked. He's crying. And he's like, kooky and stupid his father is. This man sounds like a caricature and I love it. And he's and he's twisted his tissue because he's anxiously doing and he goes, Oh look, I made the bow tie. <laughs> I made a little bow tie. Kooky and stupid his father is. No, you are not kooky and stupid. You are the most beautiful man. Sounds like he's about to tell you a riddle. I know. Kooky and stupid <laughs> his father is. <laughs> Yoda. Oh my god, he's so good. She's like, I love him. I love, I love Conrad to death. And he's a real cat. She's a really good man. And I just love my son. I do anything for him. And Brooke's like, fuck. <laughs> Brooke's like. I mean, not obviously, but obviously we know now because Cormac got sent home so sad. So the Cormac comes back and he's like, oh, we love you. Cormac can go somewhere else. We love you. No, only kidding. Like, <laughs> I love my son so much that I'm willing to tell him to piss, piss off because I prefer you. Obviously he's trying to like counteract the emotions. It's so fucking sweet. And then when they leave, Comrade says he's falling in love with Brooke. Babe, hold it back. Hold it back, babes. Get a pen and paper and write out your future maybe before we do that. Figure out what you're doing Monday through Friday. Yeah, and she's like, oh, you know, it's really risky with him, whatever. Next up we have Jamie Lee um, and her friends there, Monique and Dee. And Dee is like, I'm concerned about um, the fact that Brooke's dating. She's like, how many other people are you dating right now? And she's like, there's two girls and two boys in the finale. And she's like, "Mm, I'm just concerned with the fact that you're dating three other people. (laughs) <laughs> oh, this is so boring. It's the point of the fucking show. show. Have you not watched one episode? Also, Jamie Lee was in The Bachelor. Fucking. She's done this. She's done it before. Oh, heavens above. Dee's like, you know, what's, what makes Jamie Lee different to the rest? She wants more communication about it. And Brooke's like, yeah. Um, she puts in a lot of effort. Like, she's really communicative. I really like her. And I think she does really like her. And Dee's like... Look, I can see Jamie Lee falling. Do you see yourself falling? And Brooke's like, oh, yeah, I love spending time with Jamie Lee, but obviously I can't say the L word because Dee was like, oh, if if Jamie Lee came to you and said, I'm in love with you and put it all on the line, what, what would you say? And Brooke's like, well, I can't say the fucking L word. Like the bachelorette cannot say I love you to someone. And she's like, but I have three other connections and they're, they're, all the connections are really strong. Blah, 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 blah. Not giving anything really juicy here. And then when they leave, Jamie Lee also says, I'm falling in love with Brooke. Now, this falling in love seems to be better received than with Conrad. 
you can just tell how much Brooke likes her and how much I like her. That's really sweet. It's really cute. Also, I just love how comfortable they are with each other because they have a friendship. Like, it's like, it isn't like this, like, usually with Bachelor, obviously, there's a lot of anxiety in the undercurrent. And obviously, Jamie Lee cares. It's not as like, this is my one chance to ever talk to Jamie. They're friends on the outside. So, it's like, I want this to work. It's like a normal, how a normal relationship would be. And then it's David's turn. Uh, and he's clearly a front runner. There's no like issues with David. There's not like one question mark. It's just like, I really like David and we have a really nice day today. It's like, great. And they're meeting his family who are up in Disneyland. And he's like, my family is super close. They all live within like the same suburb. His mum's in the same street as him. It's like a sitcom. And his mum's like, uh, we're really close, you know, they live in the same area. And he says to Brooke, he's like, look, mum's really protective and it's important that you get along, but I'm sure you'll be fine. And Brooke's like, shit, I don't love mum's boy. I've had bad experiences in the past. Um, but I feel like he, I feel like it's not like mum can control my life. It's like, I really love my mum and I care what she thinks. So that's nice. And then his mum's like, would you be prepared to move to Brisbane? You just moved to Melbourne. Um, why would anyone want to move to Brisbane? <laughs> And I can say that as a Brisbaneite, as a former resident of Bris Vegas. Why wouldn't he move to Melbourne? Exactly. There is a mass migration away from Disneyland because he has a landscaping business up there and he owns a house up there. You can landscape anywhere. There's land. There's everywhere. land everywhere. You live on it. To escape. <laughs> yeah. I know. I don't like this idea of like she has to she has to move to Brisbane because his mum is like, if Darv moved to Melbourne, I would kill him. Like, she's like, he's not leaving Brisbane. He's not leaving Brisbane. And it's like, but he's an adult man. He's 26. He's my age from Disneyland. It's like, I understand you want your son near, but it is just an hour flight away. And it isn't like he's moving to Cheshire. He's moving to Melbourne. So Holly's last and Brooke's the first girl she's ever brought home because she's bisexual. And you'd be shitting yourself, like, like the first girl you bring home, you also bring a camera crew. Yeah. Yeah. And she's dating three other people. Woof. Woof. Um, and I, I think the way that Brooke looks at Holly is so sweet. Like, I get, like, a good vibe from them. Like, you can tell she really fucking likes her. Um, so she's meeting her mum and her twin sister and her other sister. And she's like, mum is the one you need to impress because, you know, I'm really, really close with my mum. Which is standard, you know. And then her mum's asking her questions about being WA and she made a good point. She's like, so do you want to move? Obviously you have a lot of strong roots in WA. Would you want to move back there eventually? And Brooke's like, yeah, like I have a lot of connection to country and uh, I have a lot of familial ties there. And I think in 10 or 15 years, I'd like to settle in WA, which we haven't heard yet from her because no one's asked her that question. It's a very specific question. I went to the producers. (laughs) Like it's very specific to be like, do you want to move back to WA in 10 years? Like I wouldn't even think about that. And Holly's like, W-A. <laughs> what the fuck? We haven't discussed this. And Brooke's like, and my options are open. I've just moved to Melbourne. I would move around, but yeah, I want to settle in WA, like in Perth or just outside of Perth. And her mum's like, I feel like you'd have a much stronger connection to that to that area than most people um, or than people who just have like, oh, I, I want to live in Brisbane one day. Not anyone's ever said that. Or like, you know, I want to live in Sydney one day. It's like you've grown up there, you know, you have a lot of ties to that area, I want to be on country. Like it's very, you know what I mean? Then she goes and talks to her mum and Holly's sister's like, did you know about WA? And she's like, I knew about Melbourne and Melbourne is fine. Like Sydney, Melbourne, whatever. But like WA, 
she doesn't know anyone there. It's also really far away. Like, I know that sounds silly, but it's like it's a six-hour flight from home. What get to the airport two hours earlier? It's like a ten. It's like eight hours. It's it's more time than going to Bali. And then her mum talks to Brooke and she's like, all right, let's talk kids. And Brooke says what she's been hearing the whole season. She wants one or two kids of her own. Then she'd like to adopt or foster one, maybe two. And she really, really wants kids. She wants a big family. She's like, I want I want a fucking tribe, is what she says to camera. And Holly's mum's like, she wants one kid, maybe none. Holly wants a very small family. She may not even want kids at all. And she's always said this growing up. She's never wanted a big family. And Brooke's like, fuck. And it's like, Brooke has said this to everyone, but I wonder if they haven't had that conversation. I guess we're seeing it a lot on camera, but I'm wondering if she's had that conversation with Holly specifically. No, they had a kid group date last week. So why hasn't Holly said something to her at the cocktail party? The moving is like, can be sorted out. You can live in somewhere for five years and move if things go wrong. Kids, if you want kids and you don't have them, you can't redo that. And and vice versa, if you have kids and you don't want them, you can't just like, <laughs> like you have the kid together. Like what? Brooke's really upset and she's like, yeah, look, it's a compromise in the, in the relationship. And it's like, but do we compromise on kids? Even I'm having kid conversations after like one day. I'm like, do you want children? And to be fair, I don't really know if I do. But like if someone's like, yes, absolutely six, I'm like, mm, no, thanks. Or if they're like, absolutely not, I'm like, no, thanks. If I have an answer... No. <laughs> Just be silent. If Abby asks you that question, silent. Don't respond. Silencio. <laughs> no, but it's like I want you to be like, oh, yeah, maybe. It's fine. I'm not being like I definitely want kids by the time, by the time you're 30. Let's start cream pieing you every week, you know? Track your ovulation. Share your flow data with me. And Brooke's so upset. Like, it's fucked. And they have their little chat after and it's like, Brooke's so upset. Holly's, she's like, if you have anything to talk to me about can you talk to me about it now because I'm just a bit concerned about some like compatibilities and it's nothing to do with you but it's just about like logistics and like she really likes her and she's like fuck like have I just missed talking about this earlier and Holly's like I am concerned about moving to WA like I can't see myself there which is great from her being honest she's like I don't think that's something that I want to do like I'd consider it but it's like I didn't know that you wanted to go back to WA and um, she's like, it's just so hard. And they're kind of realizing they're on separate pages. Like, it's like, oh, fuck, this is shit. Brooke's, like, sobbing. And then Brooke's like, so your mum said that you don't want kids. Is that is that true? And Holly was like, yeah, I want a small family, if anything. <sighs> Brooke's sobbing to producers afterwards like in the bushes though that dramatic that dramatic vision where it's like oh my god she's in the hedges she's can't even handle the cameras right now there's not even lighting department lighting department's gone home and then comrade goes home (laughs) so comrade goes home rest in peace uh so comrade goes home and he's like yeah i want to have a strong friendship with you on the outside and i think it's really nice but like obviously it wasn't going to work and he was like you need to find the person for you and i'm that person for you so it was nice. Anyway, finale week next week. I wonder who's going to be the one to win Brooke's heart. Will it be David, the landscaper from Brisbane, whose mum may murder him if he moves to Melbourne? Will it be Holly, the one who doesn't want kids, but Brooke really wants kids and for some reason they, they can compromise on that and also live in WA? Or will it be Jamie Lee, the one who's known Brooke for literally three years and never made a move? Let's see. Let's see. 